Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Krupp. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you today. It is Tuesday this week. You know, as we've begun this new broadcast year, as we are in the, uh, the second week, actually third week, of the new year, what do you think this year is going to turn out like? We really haven't talked about that, but I'm, I'm, you know, obviously this is an election year, and you know, people have speculated, as I have, and said for many years. You know, the upcoming election is the most important election this nation has ever had. You know, we've heard that many times. I've said it. But is this upcoming election really, does it really fit that definition? Are we at such a turning point in America's history, in the world's history, that this truly is the most important election we've ever had? Hmm. It'll be interesting to see. This is why we have to be engaged and it's why we have to be active in all of these things. Lots to talk about in Oregon today, so let's get to it. The tax kicker's coming up. It's going to be the largest ever. Democrats want to keep it. They want to steal it from you, but they don't have the political courage to actually try to do that because, well, they know that people like getting a refund, not just their tax refund, but the kicker refund. This is based in principle. That if the government collects more money than what they said they needed in a budget, that money ought to come back the people who paid it. That's the principle. Now, you'll be able to claim, you will be able to claim the tax kicker, a record tax kicker of several thousand dollars per person on average, just depending on what your income is. You'll be able to claim that as a tax credit when you file your taxes. So the sooner you file your taxes, the sooner you'll get the tax credit. And what that means is you'll actually get a tax refund that is a lot larger. Because it, remember, a tax credit wipes out whatever you owe the state of Oregon. Now, if you have been typically been getting tax refunds because you have more deducted from your paycheck, this is not, we're not talking to kicker, but you're just talking, talking tax refunds. If you typically get some money back, because you got a refund because you took more outs, you asked to have more money taken out of your check than before, then okay. This will make it bigger. 
because it means you've really overpaid. That's a good thing. Senator Dennis Lithicum will join us at the, um, the bottom of this hour for our weekly visit. We'll talk with him about all things going on, including maybe the kicker. But how about this story that the DEQ, you know, they got slapped down because they overstepped their authority, the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality, with their climate protection program rulemaking. The fossil fuel companies sued. Now, this all comes out of Kate Brown, and, and we'll talk with this about talk with Senator um, Linthicum about this because this was one of the reasons the Republicans walked out some years ago and shut down the legislative process. And this is Kate Brown. There's a picture in this Portland Business Journal article, and I'll have all of this up on the show plan today. Kate Brown signing the executive order that created the that allowed the state agency to overstep its rulemaking authority. Now, this is a little complicated, but just understand this. This is a political process. The fact that Republicans shut down the legislature back then, and they did, and they held fast until the Democrats cried uncle. Because the Democrats wanted to, pla- to pass this, this carbon trading scheme. Well, the Republicans shut it down. They couldn't pass it. And so, Kate Brown decided to do it by executive order. The fossil fuel company said, you can't do that. It's too broad. It's too over-effective. They sued. And the Oregon Court of Appeals said, yeah, it doesn't comply. So there's two stories about this today. Here's the thing. They're going to redo, the DEQ will start all over. They're not going to challenge this to the Oregon Supreme Court. Now, why do you suppose that is? I'm just asking you to think about the Oregon Court of Appeals slapped down this executive order by Kate Brown, in essence, giving the DEQ the opportunity to overstep their authority. And that's what this lawsuit was about. Why wouldn't the agency, now just think about this, politically, why wouldn't they challenge it to the Oregon Supreme Court, who is wholly a group of leftists? As we will find out, because they will find a a way to rule against the judge's ruling in Measure 114 that found Measure 114 unconstitutional. They'll find a way to make it constitutional, folks. They are all handpicked by Kate Brown, all seven of the Oregon Supreme Court justices. Now, you would think that the state would say, yeah, let's go ahead and let's appeal it, and we'll win this thing in the Oregon Supreme Court. Why didn't they? Well, it could be that it's because the Oregon Court of Appeals, and I, and I speak from the OPB article about this, found that the program failed to comply or even substantially comply with disclosure requirements under the Federal Clean Air Act. This is the 
program that limits greenhouse gas emissions from oil and natural gas companies for a 90% reduction by 2050. And it is described as one of the strongest climate programs in the nation until the court ruling. Now, it doesn't rule on other aspects of the climate protection program. You love these words that they give them? Northwest Natural, of course, was one of the petitioners. And, of course, the company says, well, we look forward to working with the agency and stakeholders to develop to develop constructive solutions that address our shared climate goals. Blah, 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 blah. I'm sorry if I get a little um, cynical there. <laughs> Bottom line is this, folks. This is a rebuke, but it's all political. The reason they're not going for the win in the Oregon Supreme Court is because they can't risk the entire making a fraud out of the entire program. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're not going to comply with disclosure requirement, not even substantially comply with the Federal Clean Air Act, you look pretty bad. And it damages your whole narrative. This is to save the climate. Well, how can you save the climate, the planet, if you don't comply with a significant portion of the federal law to save the planet, the Clean Air Act? Get it? They know this. Even though I'm sure they're quite confident that Kate Brown's hand-picked Oregon Supreme Court would rule in their favor. They see political damage down the road and they do not want to give a reason for the fossil fuel companies to go to federal court and get it slapped down. Because that creates a much bigger problem down the road politically. The very negative federal court ruling against a state trying to save the planet with its ridiculous climate protection program that has no impact, virtually, friends, has no impact across the world, across the climate of the world. That's the reality. By the way, there's a new House speaker. It's going to be leftist Julie Fahey from Eugene. She's been nominated as the state speaker because leftist lawyer Dan Rayfield from Corvallis is uh, is running for secretary of state. You should know that. By the way, you got to love the World Economic Forum. They have just declared war on coffee. Yep. Declared war on this radio show. They said no more than two or three cups each. Not per day, per year. These people are insane beyond insane. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. It's on your mind about these things today. Hmm? So, Jeff, I told you we would start to win. And <laughs> what we're no, doing. Okay. 
you can only lie for so long, and then you're exposed, completely exposed. And the Democrats are starting to learn that their BS is no longer working. <laughs> is that what you think's behind this decision not to appeal to the Oregon Supreme Court? Well, Jeff, you know, that's probably part of the answer. Okay, but you said it also. This is all a very political decision. Because right now, their party's in the toilet. I mean, they've already been flushed. <laughs> well, we can oh, only hope, brother. <laughs> we can only well, hope. Well, Jeff, I mean, you look at the environment out there. Um, and even though they try to curtail our voice, our voice is getting out on the radio and all sorts of ways. And people are fed up being lied to and treated like we're a bunch of dang dummies because we aren't. So I think you're right. Why, I think Jeff. people have wised up to that art. I, I really do. I think you're spot on. And I think a lot of this came out of COVID. I think people are just fed up. Everything. With Jeff. Government. Yes, I agree. Art, thank smart. you. It's always good to hear your voice, God brother. Bless. Be blessed out there today. Folks, uh, back in a moment, we have State Senator Dennis Lithicum joining us at the bottom of the hour. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC call-in talk line. Back in a moment. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We're back. It is great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is that power of Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220. Emails to Jeff always at 1220 dot am or jeff at kslm dot news now um today is election day in new hampshire neocon nikki as she is called in this gateway pundit article wins the very first actual primary vote in the nation. Yeah, that's not the Iowa caucus. That's not a primary vote. And no, it isn't the entire New Hampshire state primary election, which is held today, and we'll know the results tonight. No, this is Dixville Notch. They have their midnight vote. You know, this tiny little town is six votes is what this town offers up. Now, they unanimously backed Joe Biden in 2020. Nikki Haley won last night. She got all six votes. Does that worry you? It shouldn't. 
By the way, one of the really horrible things about Joe Biden, speaking of Biden, in his open borders policy is this other story here about how thousands of dogs are being abandoned at the southern border. Thousands of them. Wow. Wow. So, um, there's a great story. It is the timeline. It's in the Gateway Pundit. This is how the FBI thwarted the investigation into the hacked Georgia election machines and targeted the whistleblowers instead. Now, this all relates out of this Friday, the story about how in federal court in Atlanta, this University of Michigan professor, science, computer science and engineering, J. Alex Holderman, showed the federal judge, Amy Totenberg, in the courtroom, in the Kohling versus Raffensperger lawsuit. Raffensperger is the secretary of state, as corrupt, as, as bad as the Georgia governor is. He, this, if you have not heard this, you, you've got to read these stories because it's profound. There's another story about it. Steve Bannon was talking with Jim Hoft about this, the Gateway Pundit, yesterday, and that's also on there. The bottom line is this. The recognized expert, recognized by the left, folks, J. Alex Halderman, showed, he showed the judge how he hacked in front of her in a live demonstration, a Dominion voting machine, and he changed the tabulations, the vote count, not only in front of Judge Totenbrook, but the entire courtroom, and he used only a pen to do it. Well, this story has to deal with how the FBI has been involved in trying to keep any of this information coming forward. And it lays out a timeline for it. And it's really, it's just fascinating. You should read this. The bottom line is this, folks. The FBI is as corrupt as can be. Maybe not the local agents, but clearly they are at the highest levels in Washington, D.C., and it filters down to the local level. Remember, and, and they're corrupt in many ways. Remember that what the Portland office was one of the offices that secretly had FBI agents attending Catholic church services because they were being targeted as domestic terrorists. The Portland office of the FBI. So don't think that the FBI is ever your friend because they're not. They can't be. At any rate, it's a fascinating article. I will have it up on the uh, the show plan today. So tonight we're going to we're going to see the results of Nikki Haley up against Donald Trump. The sooner she bows out, I mean it's going to be a trouncing and the sooner she bows out the better off we're all going to be. Now, I don't think from we talked about this yesterday 
She is not going to be Trump's vice presidential pick. He's smarter than that. He knows better. Ain't no way. And shouldn't be. Anyway. 503-589-1220 is the power Buick GNC talk line. Folks, you you got to have a little fun uh, in this business. And by the way, thanks, uh, Jim, for sending me a Newsmax article. This is a an appeals court ruling. U.S. First Circuit Court of Appeals revived a lawsuit against gun manufacturers by the country of Mexico. It's a $10 billion lawsuit. Why? Because they, saw, they say Mexico is claiming that the gun manufacturers are responsible for allowing or even facilitating the trafficking of weapons to gun or drug cartels across the U.S.-Mexico border. You know who they ought to be suing? Barack Hussein Obama and the officials at the ATF that ran that program to begin with. Remember that? Remember that scandal? There were no no scandals in the Obama administration. What a lie. This has got to be slapped down by the U.S. Supreme Court. This is ludicrous. Government did that program. It wasn't the gun manufacturers. Another threat to your second amendment. Back in a moment, state senator Dennis Lipton. Don't. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Hey, welcome back, friends, to Political Coffee. Yes, where the World Economic Forum says you should only have two to three cups of coffee per year. And you know, this is part of their goal, the uh, C440 cities. It's a target in a bunch of cities. Yeah, they've, it's called the C40 Cities Climate Leadership Group. 14 American cities have signed on to this treaty that legally compels them to ban meat, dairy, and private car ownership by the year 2030. 14 American cities. Portland is one of those cities. So I guess for you folks living in Portland, you know, in six years, you're not going to be able to eat meat there. You're not going to be able to buy dairy products. And you can't own a car, even a Tesla, by 2030 in Portland. Because they signed this thing. They're legally bound to do this. How do you suppose that's going to play out? 503-589-1220 is the power of Buick James Douglas. In just a quick moment, we're going to chat with State Senator Dennis Lithicum. We're also talking about how the Oregon Court of Appeals slapped down Kate Brown's executive order having to do with climate stuff. 
And the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality decided not to appeal it to the Kate Brown's hand-picked leftist Supreme Court in Oregon. Now, why? It's a political decision, but why? What's behind it? There's lots more going out there. Plus, the Democrats have a new House speaker, a leftist from Eugene. Of course, what else would you expect? Something you should expect is that you're going to get incredibly great service when you call Freedom Heating and Air, folks. They have a, a, a wonderful program right now special for you to buy a whole home air filtration system that kills all the bad stuff in the air, the UV light filtration system. Check it out. Go to freedomheatingandair.net. If your system is not working right, needs a tune-up, call them at 503-580-1456-580-1456. Senator Linticum joins us. Senator, did you survive, uh, you know, all the cold and ice and that kind of stuff? Yeah, we did great. Um, and we had the coffee pot going. I don't know if that makes me a good egg or a bad egg. but <laughs> Well, how many cups of coffee did, did you did you drink the next several years of what the World Economic <laughs> Forum says you can drink in one day? <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I probably have three cups a day. Um, you know, I, kind of at two, I start to slow down and I wonder about the third one. But, you know, Diane calls it your own personal heater. You walk around with a coffee cup in your hands. It keeps your hands warm. It gives you something to hang on to while you're um, piddling around uh, both at the office and at the house, you know, and then of course it gets in your way. So you set it aside and you head to the keyboard or, or do the things you're supposed to do. So, um, we, we do a pretty good bit of coffee around here. Um, and there, I, I think it's funny that they targeted coffee like that. Yeah. Why did, and one other you know, fool in the World Economic Forum was targeting rice. He didn't actually get very far. But, um, you know, they just picked the, the stupidest things to attack and they're destructionists. I've mentioned this before. Ludwig von Mises in 1922 yes. wrote the, yes. his book Socialism. So this has been around for a long, long time, 100 years and he says they're destructionists. They're whether it's due to corruption or what we call postmodernism or the modern thought wokeism. Um, it devolves. It becomes delusional. It's irrational. It's idiotic. So of course these people can't make good decisions, and every decision that they do make is wasteful. And since they're busy, you know, cranking on this wasteful, delusional, irrational logic. Every Everything they touch, they destroy. In the state of Oregon, you can see it over and over and over again. Is, is crime our problem? Well, uh, it, it, it's a political problem. How did it get to be a political problem? Who allowed it to become a political problem? What happened to what we used to do to keep... Um, people safe and cities um, and people um, under control within our public environment. Uh, what about drugs? Where the how the drug problem become so big? And look at all of these individuals who are dying dying daily 
yes. from, yes. you know, fentanyl. And, yeah. okay, what about housing? What about homelessness? Why are there people camped in every open space uh, in the parkway? It, it it just becomes ridiculous for Democrats, I'll have to single them out, to specifically want more money, a state-run property tax is in the is you know trying to make its way through this short legislative session when they they take too much of our money and we have to give back nearly 50% your if you paid $10,000 you will get $4,288 back on your tax credit for next year that's how big the kicker is the kicker is almost 50% they took twice as much as they needed and used it and kept it out of your hands to deliberate, uh, deliberately, um, uh, what do you, what's the good word for, uh, well, there is no good word. <laughs> well, yeah, there is no good word. There's a free enterprise system is what they're afraid of. They want centralized control. They're yes, afraid of free do. enterprise. Yes. They're afraid of you making decisions and choosing a school of your own choice, that $5,000 would enroll one of your kids in a private school, but they won't let you do that. They'll take your money from you and cancel your options in that private market arena. So do you think people are getting fed up with this? Anne-Marie writes me a text message, because I asked that earlier in the show, and she said, yeah. We're all fed up. So do you think these kinds of things, like the war on coffee, like the, the bill you just said, and this is the first I've heard of it, has been introduced for a statewide property tax. I thought Kate Brown or uh, Tina Kotek wasn't going to do that. And they're get, this bill's been introduced and they're actually going to try to consider it in the short session that's coming up here in a week or so? Yeah, we will find out, you know, does it have, do they have the political will to destroy Oregon completely? If, if they do, they can do it, right? These people in power, they have artificial power. And we, we, we should do an, a, an entire morning talking about how the free market works. You don't like me bossing you around. I don't like you bossing me around. Well, then let's lessen the police state and what government, how government regulates our relationship. And uh, I'll just do my own thing and you can do your own thing. And we never actually have to worry about what your thoughts are on drugs or housing or crime. What we have to do is um, train you to realize that crime and drugs and houses are important issues, and you should make proper and prudent decisions about those issues. How true. Um, so, Senator, I, I got to ask you, I mean, that that's actually not a bad idea. Maybe we'll do that one of these days. We'll do an entire show just with you and I talking about freedom and talking about liberty and, and what it means that's, you know, that's not a bad idea. I got to ask you, what what do you think is the real political reason behind the Oregon Department of Environmental Quality choosing not to appeal the Oregon Court of Appeals ruling and starting rulemaking process all over? Why, why do you think, what's the political reason they're doing that? 
I, I think it's along the lines of the Chevron uh, decision that's going to be coming out of the Supreme Court. But the Supreme Court isn't filled with the, the know-it-alls. The Supreme, we have a Supreme Court justice who doesn't, can't tell a man from a woman, can't define a woman. And yet she's making these decisions. And the decision was the federal government can go cut the razor wire put up by Texas to protect their border. And and it's like, what are these people doing? They are so corrupt. They're so deceitful. They're so irrational and deluded. We've got big problems on our hand. And I think this election is the election where everybody gets a chance to say, hey, wait a minute. This ain't right. And we're going to put a stop to it. Um, you're right about that. So I I think there's a sensitivity here and it's justified to overreaching, which, you know, the, the Democrats are worried about this. They're worried about the national implications of the presidential election, how that's going to impact Oregon. So so I, my prediction to you, Senator, is that we're not going to see this statewide property tax bill move because I don't think there's any way in the world they want people to vote on that. Senator Linthicum, Thanks for joining us. We'll talk with you next week and look forward to having you in the war room, which is going to heat up here soon. You bet. It'll be great. Thanks. Senator Dennis Lithicum, folks. True patriot. Person who will guard. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back, my friends. Great to have you with us. Last segment for today, 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC Talk. Lane in a moment. I'm going to share with you a very important question about the next political coffee clutch. There is not going to be a political coffee clutch tonight. Originally, we had thought there would be because we were had every intention of continuing with the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill. They chose not to continue with us. So yesterday, I went and looked at a couple of the venues, and I'm going to share my thoughts about that with you. But I want to involve you in this decision-making process. I think that's very important to me. In a moment, I will also talk to Gary, and then we'll read an email from Doug. I got to remind you, friends, right now, you can get these incredible Giza Dreams bed sheets from my pillow. You can get the regular percale bed sheets at huge discounts. The new, and they're all new, flannel sheets. Well, that ought to keep you warm, right? You can get that at these incredible discounts, big discounts. If you go to MyPillow.com and use the promo code PC23, those are the initials of Political Coffee, this show, PC23, and you get these amazing discounts. 
You help this radio station. You help Mike Lindell fight for your, believe me, he's been deeply involved in these lawsuits, including this one, your, your right to vote and have your vote be counted properly. Okay? This lawsuit that we talked about earlier, the f- incredible lawsuit happening in Georgia in front of this federal judge where the computer expert hacked the Dominion voting machine in front of her and changed the vote totals. Now, folks, I'm telling you, that's going to impact Oregon down the road here. You wait. Mike Lindell's in charge of all of it. He's been behind all of this stuff. So, seriously, you want to support your liberty, your right to have your vote counted properly? Buy stuff from my pillow. MyPillow.com, PC23 is the promo code. MyPillow.com. Let's go to Gary. Gary, go Beeps. Uh, so something really interesting has happened with this uh, forestry board uh, testimony deal. They all of a sudden have come up with a couple more testimony uh, events that were not planned. I was talking to uh, Jennifer at Henri yesterday. And they've got an event this Thursday night in Eugene where people can come and testify. Uh, and then they've got one in Astoria next Wednesday. And then they got a virtual one on Monday. I think that we've put them in a corner when we've busted them on the spotted owl uh, being a fraud and that the barred owl is really what is uh, killing the spotted owl and has been for the last 50 years. So uh, what, uh, what we need to do is get a bunch of people to go to these things and hit them hard with this spotted owl because we could set aside the entire Northwest with no people in it, and that spotted owl would still be dead because uh, the uh, barred owl is killing it. And there is no way, and we busted them on that too, that there is no way to kill this barred owl. They, they got this cockamamie idea of sending hunters out to go somehow kill this barred owl with shotguns. Uh, How you do that is a mystery. Uh, And they're setting aside all of this land still for the spotted owl, which makes no difference whatsoever because they're being puppets for the D.C. forestry or whatever. And, uh, and and not in doing anything which will help the spotted owl. Not that it matters. It's going to be extinct anyway. But I think we've turned a corner on these guys. I think you're right. And I think that is interesting that they've decided to hold these two extra meetings. Gary, on your newsletter, uh, it has the dates and the places of the... Um, the meetings. Yes. Um, so is that on your website, forestfororegon.net? I will get it. I'll get it up on, I've, you know, I've been kind of connected, yeah. uh, not really working on the website as much as the newsletter because it needs some central location 
so people can know about this kind of stuff because the other side is very well organized at that, and we are not. We yeah, are, you're right. We, we are all our own little silos. Yeah, I, I just need to have a place to send people so they can read yeah, about I know. it. Um, okay, I'll so, get it up and there. It's better to do- Okay, thank you, Gary. Appreciate it. Go Beavs. And we'll be pressing um, but no. they got to get to this one in Eugene because they know that the liberals are going to be at that one, and yep. we need to hammer our side. I agree. Thanks, Gary. Going to let you go. go. Doug writes an email. Tax kickers, the obedient sheep, Doug writes, spend their entire lives in fear of the wolf on the tree line, going about their day grazing only to be eaten by the shepherd, the people sheeple, will overpay taxes for fear of the IRS. Voters will pee their pants to stay warm by voting and believe voting really matters. It does, Doug. He continues, the shepherd counts the votes and hands back overpaid taxes. And no one is any the wiser to the destructive and democidal nature our tax season has, tax system rather, has led us into. Yep, and it's politicians that have made the tax system so you got to elect the right politicians, which is where you and I disagree, Doug. David writes an email about Senator Lithicum, says, I so appreciate Senator Dennis Lithicum, his honesty and values and clear thank you, or clear thinking. Now, folks, uh, yesterday I went to two places that are great candidates for where to move the political coffee clutch. One was Miller's Barbecue which is in the old State Farm building right on I-5 there at, at Portland Road. That's that great big brick building. It's The state of Oregon has most of it. He has a cafe in there and does his catering and so forth out of there. They've got a big meeting room. We can go on a Tuesday night. There'll be nothing else going on. So we, we don't have to worry about anything. It's incredibly great food. Uh, you know, Matthew and I met his wife yesterday. That's a possibility. Also is Sparky's, which is uh, in, it's actually pretty close to the Honky Tonk, but it's it's on uh, Mission Street as you drive in towards the Capitol. It's there next to both Carl's Jr. and, and Popeye's. Uh, they it, It's a brew house and it allows kids there. So certainly Miller's Barbecue does, but so also does Sparky's, Okay. Uh, and they have some adult beverages. Miller's does not, right? They have other beverages that you can get. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to ask you to join me in figuring this out. And I'll tell you how we're going to do that tomorrow, okay? Still trying to formulate that plan, but we're going to do that tomorrow. And you need to be involved if you care about the political coffee clash. I need to hear from you. Have a marvelous day. Make it a great day. Keep praying and keep fighting. See you tomorrow. <laughs>